She moved like the pouring rain I may not see her again But ain't these stories all the same This game is so lame Like an anvil on my brain Weighing down this train Chasing fame is how your wings turn to flames. She said she wants to soar, and that less is more. She leaves, but she don't say a word. But she's fine, or so I've heard. I wanna know are the magic words to catch this bird. episode 91 um josh he's mark he's in tabernash i'm i'm in my office we're dialing it in phoning it in remote
over the Thanksgiving holiday. Yep. We don't, uh, we're not going to leave you hanging just because it's a holiday. And actually we have a quite a special show today, Mark, wouldn't you say? It's a breath of young, fresh air from across the pond. Uh, we have an interview with uh, musician L.A. Salami. Lookman Adek... Oh, yeah, we didn't ask him how to pronounce his middle name. Give it a shot. Adeknul? Adekun? If, if, Adek-kun. if, if listeners to this podcast know anything, what? they know that you will get this wrong. I've just been getting it wrong. Do you know it? Do you know how to say his middle name? A-D-E-K-U-N-L-E? Hmm. How would you pronounce that? I'm going to need to see it. Let me... Uh... Compelling audio. <laughs> I'm sure he's enjoying it. Adekunul. 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 I need to see it. I'm looking it up in Adekunul. print here. I would say Adekunle. All right. I would say Adekunle. Adekunle. Okay. I'll, I'll say that too. Adekunle. Lookman Adekunle Salami. LA, it's a good faith effort we're making here. Our apologies if it's wrong. Yeah. None. No disrespect whatsoever. We're just kind of stupid. If you, got, if you had to choose between a grenade in your hand or a constant shit shit in the face what are you gonna pick listen up and listen up to his new album it's called dancing with bad grammar the director's cuts we just heard the the track and bird open the show and then we'll we'll let you hear um sort of the the first single off the album called mm. going mad as the street bends and then we'll take you to our interview but but first how was your thanksgiving mark <sighs> Sad news up in the mountains. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> sorry, sorry to bring it down. We'll make it brief. Uh, Georgia, our oh. dog, was... I think she's fine. I'll preface it. I think everything's ever going to end well. I took her on, on, the, on the hike that we've gone on dozens of times, right out the back door into the mountains. It's like a nice... You walk down, yeah. kind of a road, not really a road. There's no cars or anything, but it's a big clearing, big path. Then you walk up to this rock and look out over a field, call it lunch rock, take lunch out there sometimes. Lunch rock. Atta- attacked by a group of huskies. Oh, jeez. Dog attack. <laughs> yeah. How frightening. Vicious. Extremely How frightening. How many huskies? Huh. Three. And was, did they have a human nearby? Well, they, they had leashes on that they were dragging. No, I don't fault. I don't, well, I do fault the owner for... So nobody really leashes their dog up here. The point is they run and right. explore. You've got an <clears throat> aggressive dog, though. Most I mean, dogs don't. Att- you you got to leash that. They just swarmed her? Like, was she pissing on one of their trees or something? Well, well, we actually ran into them twice. The first time, like, they, you know, they all kind of come together. You're like, oh, yeah, this is what dogs do. And then in an instant, it turned ugly. And I, I was there, so I darted in, screamed at them, kind of kicked one. <laughs> And it, I didn't. I didn't think that they'd oh, done it. I you wish know, there was video like of that part. My dog. Of you fending uh, off huskies. I sprung into action. <laughs> Adre- adrenaline kicked in. And then their owner, who was a, a fine young, a fine woman, mm-hmm. a middle middle aged fine woman, young woman, huh? kind of came around. <laughs> a breath of young fresh yeah. air across the pond. Cool air. Something across the frozen pond. Death and death. And, Death and age are on my mind. Oh, what's new? Um, she came around the bed and was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, is everything okay? And I'm pretty much just holding my dog saying, I think we're okay. Get the hell out of here, right? You said get the Move hell out of here? That was the tenor of the conversation. So that, that was the first meeting? She was cons- or is this the second? That was the okay. first meeting. And I'm, and then I looked at George. And I'm like, oh, there's this one place. There's a little blood. I think they might have nipped you. 
No, she's got a very thick, dark coat, so you can't tell much. We, we, but she was fine. Springing along, we continued the walk. When we came up around the other end, we ran into them again. They were off their leash again. They attacked oh, again. Jeez. But <sighs> now she, the second time was much worse. She was, well, the second time she like immediately like was barking, running around, baring her fangs. But they were big and they were they're husky. Big. They're big and they're bullies. Yeah, they're President Elects. Yeah, and they, I think they got her again before I could get in there. So we ended up taking her to the vet. They shaved off a few, like, five or six spots on her. And like, oh, yeah. Gave her a couple staples. Ooh. Punctured. She was bit. Man. She got bit. Oh, horrible. She, she got bit. Yeah. And then they, uh, she's very bad. She's a nervous dog. She was very upset at the vet. So I said, please sedate her. They sedated her. I'd never seen her like this. She was, like, drunk as a skunk. Couldn't, like, walk. <laughs> uh, and then she was just kind of groggy for the rest of the night in, in a half of a day but now she's on the mend when did, happy thanksgiving when did this attack happen uh wednesday wednesday about 5 p.m wow yeah so it almost cut into thanksgiving it did we we had we like called a vet and said hey you know where this is a mountain town there's not a lot going on up here and that's how you talk to the vet in the mountain town <laughs> hey hey vet our dog gun dog got bit we got a dog attack dog fight happened can you stay open for an extra half hour we went right over and he did it was very nice it's a wonderful story Mark. she's on antibiotics she's on the mend happy thanksgiving 2016 fucking sucks that's all i have to say oh please that was your meal good oh meal was delightful yesterday was good yeah how was your family lots of it was really nice it was wonderful made a, a big meal. I made a turkey brine, a new kind of turkey brine that I hadn't made. It had uh, apple cider vinegar, orange peel, peppercorn, rosemary, brown sugar, Ooh. salt, and water. Oh, stop with the food talk. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And I had like a 30-pound turkey because we thought we were going to have about twice as many people as we actually had. So this is a massive turkey. Wow. But uh, cooked it to perfection, Mark. Good for you. Be- made You're a- the hub. You're bringing people together. Love it. That was the idea. I made a... Uh, roasted chestnut and sausage stuffing. So it was an interesting holiday too, because I've been eating mostly vegan yeah, you got all for quite a while. Meat it up yesterday. I ate a fair amount of Turkey. I had some sausage and, and I did not feel well actually <laughs> after, after I ate, I was, I just felt so stuffed and gross. We were playing cards against humanity and I, I was having a hard time, you know, strategizing. So I just felt bloated, but yeah, I know that's the best like- part was, my uh, wife's brother was here with his girlfriend, and she is, this, is from Indiana. Is this the man who uh, christened the throne in Saddam Hussein's palace? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's an army man. It's a good photo. And I do believe he used that gold toilet. Mm-hmm. That is a good picture. Uh, and, he, and he's wonderful. We actually talked a lot about happenings in the middle yeah. east it was quite fascinating i bet you get his uh over his military gr- lore <laughs> yeah i've got some more stories uh but his girlfriend she grew up in indiana and she was talking about like what would be going on in her house her mom was the youngest or no her mom was the oldest of 19 children and so just sounds like close to 100 people in this house in indiana just cooking and eating and she was talking about how they make chitlins mm which is uh, like fried intestines. You bet. 
but she, but she was talking about like she never actually has eaten them herself. She didn't ever want to, but she had to clean them. And she said, it's just insane. Please turn off your device. The amount of work, the amount of work that goes into cleaning. Chitlins. The chitlin. You have to squeeze out all the poop. Yeah, I bet you do. And then you have to like wash them. And you have to soak them in bleach. It's intense. But what was cool is she told me that I showed out. <laughs> and she said that multiple times. She was very impressed with my spread, the meal that I prepared. And she said, I, she was like, damn, Josh showed out. Ooh, I like, yes, I showed out. That's a killer jargon there. I know. So remember that whenever you feel like, whenever you feel like, whenever you feel like disrespecting me. All right, hold on just a second. What are you, what the hell, man? Just hold on, man. Just turn off your device. Hello? This isn't the first podcast hey. we've made. Showed out. Uh, I think there's a song in that. Um, you should also know that Chitlins... I'll send you a link. A second. You talking to me? No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to you me. talking you two to me? No. Sorry, Mark. Okay. Are I'll, we still I'll recording? Okay. I'm going to ask Josh how to spell Chitlins. This is a trick question. How's it going there? Oh, yeah. boy. We got a great interview coming up for you. Got political in a hurry because why shouldn't it? You know what? I I I've had enough of this sort of. Um, hey, he's the president. Let's give him a chance. Let's get along. Hey, give him a shot. He's going to backtrack on a lot of stuff. He said what he said. He said what he said. So yeah, I uh, I showed it out. So just remember that next time you feel like disrespecting me, Mark. Well, I feel like disrespecting you right now. How do you spell chitlins, Josh? Um, if I had to guess, because I'm sure you already looked it up, and you're just staring at it. Well, it's it's kind of no, it's kind of a trick question. I mean, I think you can probably spell it the way you would think to spell it, but the correct spelling is unexpected. Why don't you just go ahead and spell it then? Chitterlings. Oh, chitterlings. Okay. Ah, see what I did? Yeah. There you go. All right, you dodged it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh. Yes, my my brother-in-law's girlfriend Renee, she uh, also I mean she grew up in a soul kitchen, so I loaned her my copy of uh, Taste of Southern Cooking, the Edna Lewis classic and she she knew what Edna Lewis was. She was psyched. So that was fun. We sang some karaoke. Played the uh, the gold cards against humanity. That's a different type of vibe. Drank some there, wine down there. And then that was about it. It's a wonderful uh, holiday. The kids behave. Were there other kids to play? There weren't with? other kids to play with, but man, you know there were like three football games on. The kids watched all. Yeah. Like, they watched them all. That's all they wanted to do is just watch football. In the face, dude. In the face. In the yeah, face. My kids are just super jocks. They just want to watch football, and then they would go outside and play football. I feel like you and me. We got a lot to say about football. I, th- I know. I wish there was like a venue, a platform, if you will. Huh. I think there, yeah, yeah. You think so, huh? <laughs> this this podcast is about to get political in a big way. Yeah. So we're gonna chat with La Salami, and everybody's got politics on the mind. We were interested in. Um, it was a fresh, raw wound, not unlike Georgia's husky bites. Yeah, and, not unlike that at all. <clears throat> we, we need sol- <clears throat> We were looking for solace. We needed somebody who'd been through Brexit, some sort of unexpected political moment, yeah. to make sense of it for us. And I think he did a good job, all in all. But you know what I've been hmm. thinking? 
there's all the conversation like, oh, let's give the president a chance. President-elect, now he's elected. We got to give him a chance. He didn't mean what a lot of what he said. He's going to do something different. Soft backpedal, soften up. He, the dude said what he said. All right, he said what he said. But you know what? It's okay. We're going to call him on it. Hold him to it. I'm not letting up. Yeah, you shouldn't let up. But the thing with him is he's a he's a media maven, Mark. He knows how disposable all this shit is, and he knows that people like. I mean, that's how he won. He'd just say loud, obnoxious shit. People would be freaking out about it. And then when it got too hot, he'd just say something else and move the attention a little bit to yeah. a different spot. But now he's got to do it. Now he's got to actually govern. Yeah, I'm <laughs> and, sure he's not looking forward to that. Uh, I mean, sure, he can try to spin how he's governing, but ultimately he's got to govern. And like, and so I think a lot of people are trying to like, holy shit, he actually does have to do this. We've got to give him a chance. Bullsh. Fine. Yeah, he won. Got no choice but to give him a chance, but that doesn't mean we forget. We never forget, Mark. Never forget. <clears throat> never forget. It's all on the tape. But yeah, this is a good cue the tape. Calm down. I was going to say this is a very, very good interview. This is all we, political. We, very, we, very little food. I think we opened. I don't even know if it'll make the final cut, but we opened asking him about what he was eating, and it was like a bacon cheeseburger. But that, I mean, that, other than that, there's really no food talk. So, so it's just briefly. Yeah, we touched on you being a vegan just for a shining moment and then moved on to uh, it's just, just an extended discussion of... Uh, mm, I'm not a vegan, though. Never have been. Yeah, okay. Almost. Because what? Because you eat salmon? Yeah, I eat salmon. I eat dairy sometimes. We, I mean... Oh, I thought you didn't eat dairy. No, I mean, sometimes. I don't eat a lot of dairy. But, I mean, you asked me if eggs were vegan, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if Kingmaker's crown is fitting as well as it should. You asked me that once. You're like, no, wait. So are eggs vegan? I'll let you think about that one. Well, are they? Do you, you really have to ask? Is it an animal product? All, all I'm saying, I think there are... I understand that they are... Look, you're talking to the Kingmaker. I thought I was. And the Soundhog. I'm well aware of the, of the, the spirit and heft and manner of veganism. But there are different people going at it in different ways is all I'm kind of saying. I don't think saying. so. I think if you're a vegan... Maybe they're bastardizing... The, well, there's hardcore vegans who won't like wear leather. No, that's a vegan. If you're a vegan, you don't use or consume animal products. That's pretty much how it is. No, but what I'm telling you is that Beyonce... Remember when she went vegan and immediately went to go launch a leather clothing line and eat some cheese? Right? Well, that's, a, there that's are people, not understanding veganism then. I think she's just a vegetarian. It's bastardizing the term. I get it. It's bastardizing it. It's not true to the spirit, but there are different people. It's, it's gluten-free. See, but when I mispronounce words, you tell me there's in no flexibility on certain things, right? But you're saying there's flexibility now on a definition of a word, huh? Interesting. That's just Interesting. fun. That's just Interesting. fun. That's just fun. That's just fun. Yeah. It's just fun. It's just weird talking to you fun. through headphones. Oh, that's true. Usually I have to look at you. <laughs> hey, man, I'm thankful for you. Oh, yeah, I'm thankful for you, too. I told, I sent you a text. I said that even though I'm a dick 35% of the time, I'm thankful for you and, I, and your lovely family as well. And you said that I was only a dick 34% of the time. <laughs> so one person issues yep. a heartfelt Thanksgiving greeting. The other person can't, can't come out of his defensive... Little roost. Oh, uh, plush. His little, his, yeah, his plush roost. <laughs> plush fortified roost. Plush what the fuck am this, I saying? Why did I say plush? I don't know. You're the you're the sound hawk up in your plush roost. 
Judging from upon high. Okay, hold yeah, on. Yeah, you said some I'm nice going, things. I got too. it right here. Yeah, don't paint me to be the villain. Oh, that's fun. God damn it. I can't get to it right now. Let's just go to this interview. That's what the people yep, want. Enjoy. And uh, uh, we'll be back. We'll be back for Natch 92. In its Two. regular format. Back at in its the regular studio. time. But this is a. Uh, you know what's the most hilarious thing about this interview? Tell me. Uh, he's a, he's a clearly a musician on the rise, a musician for our times in many oh, yeah. ways. And we don't really talk no music. We don't really talk about the music. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. And again, I don't, I haven't edited it yet. I don't know if this will make the cut. But I, there were a couple opportunities where I tried to kind of, you know, I, I was playing the producer. I'm trying to like squeeze in some chances for him to promote the album. But he seemed more interested in just talking politics, which was great. He's a he's a whole hearted yeah, human. The album stands on its own. It's a great fucking album. Sure you don't does. need to say much else about it. Just listen to it. I mean, you know, listeners know how rare it is for us to dedicate a show to an interview. We just don't do it anymore. Uh, well, you got to be something special. Bring you the. You got to be making organic ice cream, or some yep. newfangled protest music, and have stories about Survivor to tell us. Any of those things. Reach out. Hi at Natch.is. 303-548-6877. At Real Natch. Oh, real quick, though. Um, you said at Real Natch. We should let the people know that we're, we're going to shake things up a little bit on Instagram. For those of you following that account who are used to the current format, which is show image, and then an image with the timestamps from that episode, and then a, a third grab bag image. Right. Now, you're, what you're going to see is the you'll still see the classic curated show image. But then you're going to see an image curated by All My Brush, Mark, Mark Brush, uh, and that Soundhawk, Soundhawk, Kingmaker. And then uh, a couple of days later, you'll see a photo curated by me. Uh, my, my Instagram handle is at Dapper Nag. I don't know if we're going to, are we, are we going to be tagging ourselves in these so the people know who's doing what? Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll put that in the, uh, in the copy. Yeah. We'll just do a little like dash at. Like you're signing a tweet, right? Well, yeah, because um, like I have a feeling you're gonna like fucking put up pictures of Dave Matthews and shit, and I don't want people, <laughs> I don't want people thinking I had anything to do with that. <laughs> I, you got three options with me. It's gonna be silly Trump photo, early Dave Matthews, yeah. or a photo of your or, orange Crocs with little flower decals on them. <laughs> uh, hey, takes all t- takes all kinds to make the world. That's right, go harmony. So, oh yeah, so like go out and hug somebody. I think the only real repercussion of this change in our in our strategy is that if you want any sort of timestamp, it's all we'll still have that in the newsletter. Got you got so to subscribe to that. the newsletter. Oh text my the Soundhawk. It's the easiest way to get on the newsletter. Just text the Soundhawk. I'm happy to be texted. Just text him. Text him gently. Up in his plush roost. <laughs> no dick pics. To look back on days Like a dustbin's cluttered centre The placenter of the city on the run I went to mass and I asked them how And the priest just told me no You've got mind enough if you've mind enough to moan 
Lady Beckett and the horseless crew arrive with swords arisen. Well, I've wasted half my youth on being hungry. And I just don't know who to blame, cause I'm as bad as any other. And God the Father won't even send me a lover. And Jesus was a nifty kind of mother. types of lies, I have to juggle paranoia, they're made to feel some way about the outcome, and it seems the leader's only good in the wake of hindsight's plain, then we'll see how well a man can do without one, that's why we cast our father's eye in the ditch with all deception, and prefer the tongue of hell under the covers. And why Jesus was a mifty type of mother But even he won't hear me out I hear Jay Diller on the boom bat beats While masters pass me by there's far too many albums to get them down yet But who's got time to listen when we're all possums to the slaughter Who've built a flex to dodge all types of danger And the night is the most disarming thing when you're used to the old motions But time will weigh you down like wine I wager and all this comes in many forms The son, the see the father Who had a switchblade to the neck of his own daughter And Jesus, who's a nifty type of mother And Jesus, who's a nifty type of mother And Jesus, who's a nifty type of mother How's the atmosphere over there? Um, Yeesh. it's a little tricky. I, I mean, think, I think I know what he's asking. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple different atmospheres. There was a, there was general unease over how warm it's been here. It's been like in the 80s all through November, and then it finally started snowing last night. And now it's pretty outside and it's snowing. That's one atmosphere. Yep, that's one atmosphere. The other atmosphere is one of uh, terror, confusion, existential fear and loathing. dread. Yeah, yeah. So we were actually we were looking to you to help you get, having been through Brexit. Well, who knows? <laughs> through the initial stages, anyway. The choice that it was a choice, but it was a terrible, terrible choice, mm. you know. And if it, it was really a choice between like a a bomb going off in your hands and you know someone shitting on your face, it's it was. <laughs> Well, you probably probably want to someone shit on your face. But, uh, <laughs> I, it's hard to tell. Man, I love the metaphor. Huh? I'm, I'm not sure which one's which, but <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like Hillary Clinton, if Hillary Clinton had been elected right now, we'd be we'd be immediately in a cold war, immediately. And she she is just um, the established devil that you know, really. All of these things that Donald Trump says. 
she does under the table. Like, she, um, she, she, she's, she's a, she's committed a crime. You know, she's there. Anyone else would be prosecuted for what she did. She committed the crime. She committed the felony. Uh, she's committed many crimes and felonies throughout her tenure in government. Uh, she's, she helped fuck up the Middle East. You know, so you, it would just be a continuum. Yeah, you just, but if she got elected, we'd just go back into our docile state of accepting it as it is. But now yeah. we've, we're now alert. Okay, we've got to get out there and get active or get politically active or think about this or whatever. But essentially, like, it's it was the, it was a terrible choice or a terrible choice. Is you know, yeah, we made the slightly <laughs> worse choice probably, but. But I, but I do agree with that point about knocking us out of our complacency. Because you're kind of forced to re-examine everything that you were kind of taking for granted for a while. So I would, I would say Trump is only a worse choice because of the uncertainty and his temperament. You know, because he doesn't speak like a politician, he speaks like a normal um, Type A male, uh, alpha male, a boorish guy. He speaks like a normal guy. So, Not a great guy, but a guy. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pence. Um, you know. You're a big Pence fan? <laughs> he's probably worse. Than, <laughs> I think he's, he's probably worse. <laughs> huh? No, I'm kidding. Pence is, yes. Very, Pence is more frightening. Yeah, I, well, he, yeah he's, he's worse because he has the, he, he, he talks like a politician and, <laughs> you know, he, he could, could he's, uh, he'd, be, he'd be able to talk the language uh, or talk the, establishment language but he'd his beliefs beliefs would still be just as archaic i think is a i think his beliefs are way more archaic mm-hmm. than um it's scary stuff uh, donald trump yeah donald trump seems just like uh yeah he's just seems like your 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 crazy eccentric uncle who just says stuff <laughs> you know yeah, now he's <laughs> the nuclear codes yeah. yeah and he doesn't even drink yeah. he, he could but be a drunk uncle but the, he doesn't drink He's not drunk. That would excuse some of it, perhaps. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. I, you think he is drunk? That guy. Well, not drunk. I, you know, he must. <laughs> there's been way too many tale. You know, he must have done a few lines of coke. <laughs> like, yeah, that is. The thing. That's right. Well, and who knows all that spray tanning? That's got a leash. No, and I don't mean. I don't mean during the election. I just mean in his life. Like, like yeah. throwing these parties, like these parties that you've seen in. Pro- I to to be honest, it was probably a good thing that someone in the white house is like that finally so we can just be a, above oh, board and honest about this stuff maybe he'd be lax about <laughs> like just certain drug laws or whatever I don't well that's know. the crazy thing but, like so many uh states passed recreational marijuana laws the same in the yeah. same election. Yeah. coincidence i think not yeah they knew we they knew we'd need <laughs> the weed to get through this i guess i'm with like uh, uh, from what's worse is that, that um it's like the uh I think it's not. It's not so much. It's not. It's not so much Trump. He's not. He's not the monster. He's just that guy. He's your crazy uncle. But the media has created the monster for um, the fringe mm. right to latch onto. So by by having this uh, hysterical liberal uh, liberal class reaction to you know him just you know saying saying uh, like reacting to his rhetoric. You know, which is just, again, like you, like a just a crazy uncle guy. 
So they're they're trying they're editing editing it down into the newsfeed and they're saying he says this, he says that, he's a misogynist, he's a racist, he's a xenophobe, he wants to build a wall. They they got all this slogans. Why why is slogan so popular? Because they edited it and they repeated his slogans constantly and they said that's what he wants to do. And then the fringe fringe right who probably don't look at all the um, footage as well, so they don't know the full context of what he's saying either. They just see, oh, okay, so the, the liberal media who have been ignoring us for all these years, they hate him. We, we love this guy. And then they've created the monster for them to latch onto. And now, you know. And you've got a surge of false news stories on Facebook. That's, the, that's the thing that stuck, that too. that's what stuck with me. I mean, I don't, it's kind of like, I mean, I got off Facebook years ago, right? I, I couldn't handle it. I'm on the other ones. I use them, but it's like. It's nuts. I, we, we, we're going to dig into a story this week on like the Pepsi CEO said something about, you know, nobody has to like Pepsi, but she said something about Trump and like the way that these people like swarmed her. They first they thought it, she was a he. Yeah. And then it's like, we got to boycott all his products and he's a Muslim. <laughs> like, whoa. And like, it just, it just. Well, he was, you said something for Trump or against Trump? I believe she. I haven't heard the actual transcript, but she said something like, you know, something. So, I thought it was like she didn't want Trump supporters using their products. Or I think something. it was like a joke. Yeah, like we don't need them or something. I don't know. She was she was a Hillary fan, so all right, it went south on her. I they swarmed. I, I, I'm just, I'm really can. I'm ever since this has happened, and Brexit as well. I mean, Brexit's less so because. Oh. <laughs> Despite that that craziness, because English people are way more, or British people are way more uh, pragmatic, even in their madness, you know. <laughs> like, we're, you know, we're, we're just it would be like okay that happened, and then we regret it right after and be like oh shit, I'm gonna think about this. In America, it's like the his, hysteria. Yeah, you guys <laughs> love a good piece of drama, yeah. <laughs> you know. But um, half of, half of yeah, it's, what's the, <laughs> the other? Well, that's the thing. All both halves yeah, do, right. and it's that's what that's what's annoying me now. Like it's I've I I wish I could get off Facebook. I have to be on it because of music and all that stuff. It's pissed me off now. It's it's annoyed me to my core. Where this has happened, the reason he's been elected is because of the liberal class. The liberal class is um, uh, looking down their nose at everyone else. There's no conversations anymore between people. If you say something about immigrants, you're a racist. No, like if you like, despite Trump, he, you know he's a he seems like not great. He's not a good guy, right? <laughs> seems like he's not a guy you'd want to hang out. Despite with all that stuff, what he's saying about um, immigrants, his red his rhetoric adds up to, you know, a, a slogan, right? Build a wall. But what was he actually saying? He was saying, uh, we need to. He was he's a protectionist, so you know he wants. He wants uh, to protect the country against uh, potential threats. So, okay, that's logical. Um, what does he? What does he also want? He uh, immigrants bring down wages. Illegal immigrants bring down wages. So he's in a in a strongman way. He's saying we're going to kick them all out. Like he's instead of using the political talk, trying to be as liberal as possible and to uh, not offend anyone. You know, going the roundabout way because uh, no, no leader really wants an influx of illegal immigrants because 
is incontrollable. But him, he'll just say, oh, get those, get those illegal, get those illegal immigrants out of here. Get out of here. Like, and the, it's like, impersonation. you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's terrible. But yeah, so, you know, and he's, his, his speech pattern is like, uh, 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 I think Sam Harris made the, <laughs> said this brilliant thing. It's like a, blowing up a balloon but you don't tie it at the end you just let it go and just like, like that's his speech pattern right but if you actually listen to his speech pattern he's saying he's saying some stuff that needs to be said like i i was actually blown away like in a post-election interview when he was actually elected i think he was on cnn or something he went in and he was talking uh he was talking about the middle east and i don't remember a leader in the last, uh, a president in the last, or even anyone in the administration, like just saying very straightforwardly and very plainly, uh, you know, on television and mainstream television, that um, we're funding the or America's funding um, Syrian rebels, and we, you know, we don't know who they are, and they could be the the Syrian rebels are like a part of terrorist organizations. Stuff like that needs to be said, you know. So it's it, there's it, this. It goes both ways. Like can we feel better? I'm a I'm a rationalist. Uh, you're making us feel a little better. Yeah, <laughs> good because I'm. I this pisses me off. Like this this hysterics. This hysteria. If if there was a group of people after Obama was elected, if there was a group of people who uh, took to the streets and rushed the streets and burnt effigies of Obama, you'd be afraid, wouldn't you? You'd be scared of your witch. You'd say this country's falling apart. The right, the people on the right are just as afraid as the people on the left, and it's because the conversation's broken down. There's no William F. Buckley anymore to like no Gore sit down and have a chat with the other side. Huh? No Gore Vidal. Yeah, you need either side. Vidal and Buckley. It's all. It all seems to be like if you choose to find it on the internet rather than there's just be a mainstream. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate irony, right? Is like social media, all this technology was supposed to bring people closer together and it's just driven everyone apart. Mm. And like, there was clearly, there was like a profound sadness existing in this country. A lot of scared, sad people that half the, half the population didn't even seem to know about. And a lot of it's probably tied to like opioid addiction and things too. So it's like a big fucking mess. But now I feel like people are kind of open again. They're scared, but they're open and wanting to kind of have conversations at least. Yeah. I mean, now just, now you've got someone who's his his temperament isn't. <laughs> there's a choice between you know, uh, as I said, a, a bomb or getting shot in the face. But essentially, this guy his temperament. It's a bit too risky to have him in fucking office. You know his his temper. Then the guy who wrote his book, um, he said he was a sociopath, and you know I'm not too sure about whether I want a sociopath. You know, <laughs> but whatever. Um, it's all about him. These are guys. He, these are guys. We well, have to be kind of but, sick in the head to want to be president in the first place. It's like not not a normal person wants that. Well, job. you would do now, and and what pisses me off the most of all is one is liberal class again. It's the liberal class's fault. It's the liberal establishment's fault as well because Hillary Clinton shouldn't have even been there. It should have been Bernie Sanders, and Bernie Sanders would have wiped the floor with Donald Trump because he appeals to all of Donald Trump's. Um, supporters, but he has answers for them rather than just empty rhetoric and maybes and wall up. We build a wall. He has answers, you know. He's like to their problems. Like 
I don't know what Donald Trump does. Like Donald Trump seems to just say one thing, do another, like say another thing one time. He doesn't seem to have like a constant structure of, you know, layout in his head of what to do. Bernie Sanders does. And like, he would have been fine. And he, Hillary Clinton shouldn't even made it that far. And, but the establishment didn't want Bernie Sanders because the re Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are the two sides of the, the spectrum, right? And Hillary Clinton was the middle, or what is seen as the middle now. And she works for um, how things work now. Like, let's let, you know, the federal bank does what it does. We do what we do. People just continue being docile. You've got... Um, what does the what does the mainstream media say about Bernie Sanders? He's a socialist. He's dangerous socialist. What do they say about uh, so he's that's that's their excuse to ignore people on the far left. What do they say about people on the far right? They're racist. They're xenophobes. There's no that's just that's just uh, fast food talk. It doesn't mean anything. You're not talking about what their ideals are, what what their problems are. The people on the left, people like us. I'm guessing you're sort of more on the left than on the right. If you're worried about How Trump, dare you? but <laughs> but the people people on the left, we're we're likely to fall for that propaganda about the right, as well because we we hear xenophobia, we hear racism, we hear, we connect the oh they don't like immigrants so that must mean they're racist, but we forget that Republicans and Democrats are just they're just ideologies. They shouldn't it shouldn't mean that you hate a Republican friend. You know if someone if someone came up to you and said. If a friend of mine came up to me and said that they were a conservative in England now, I'd be like, why am I friends with this guy or this, this girl? But I shouldn't feel that way. Like, you know, it's just an ideology that um, you have, you know, and it's just it's just it shouldn't be like football team, you know, where like, oh, we lost <laughs> like as in everything's terrible now. Like, it shouldn't be like that. There's. And it's because conversation has died. And it's, it's really annoying me. Like, because uh, it, it's gotten to the point now where someone can't say anything. And this is another reason why Donald Trump was elected. Because this was a reaction to this PC crackdown that has happened. Where people can't say anything without being called a xenophobe. Without calling some ism, right? Being associated with some ism. I'm a, I'm a rationalist. I'm, I'm down the middle. I don't... I, I'm not a leftist or right. I'm just uh, need more of that, right? Yeah, yeah. But the the thing is, the center now, like Hillary Clinton, is seen as seen as um, you know left. She's not left. She's like she's right wing. Like uh, Bernie Sanders is seen as extreme left. Uh, even Noam Chomsky said he's just a New Dealist. Like, he's, he's, like if this was like the 1950s, he'd be just your standard politician. <laughs> like he'd be your standard American politician. And now it's shifted so far to the right that he's seen as extreme, you know? And it's mm -hmm. just, well, that, it's insane. It, it's crazy to me that now that people are sort of regretting things, how they turned out, and they look at Bernie and go, oh, yeah, like, that, that could have tapped into the same vein of tearing it all down and building it anew that Trump got, but... He got phased out and he couldn't get there and he had this sort of groundswell. But like, we were so close to having a socialist for a president. I don't care. That'd be great. But like, yeah, like that is so I mean, just think about history. Why is that a dirty word? It's not to no, me. That would be good. I'm, I'm very oh. pro socialist. 
Yeah, I would have really liked to see Bernie in, right. the, in the general he's election. A, he's your lovable grandpa, but he believes in what he wants, right? He looks like Larry David. That's enough for me. He's pretty good. Guy. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. The, pro- yeah, the problem we're having now, I think, is that a lot of people, like, he got punched in the face on election day. You're like, what? You wake up in one country, you wake, you, you go to sleep in one country, you wake up and it's like, this is a different place. And then you start to deal with that and go, okay, okay. But then now he's starting to appoint all these people. And I don't know if you're, how tapped in you are to American politics, but like these. Steve Bannon and all well, that. There's one, Steve yeah, there's one, but then. Sessions. Like Ru- Rudy Giuliani and Newt Gingrich and these names from oh, yeah. like decades ago pop up. And it's like, you get, just get a little jab in the face every day. Here's a new one. <laughs> boom. Oh, yeah, I- I didn't. I didn't get the thing about Giuliani because I thought he was the mayor of New York for he a while. He was, but then he went insane. Nine, <laughs> yeah, he kind of did. Oh, and then he was he was he in went, line for attorney general, but it, I think he went with Jeff Sessions. That's right. Well, senator dude, from dude, Alabama well, or something. Trump is like holding court at Trump Tower in New York. I know the revolving tr- doors have just not stopped. And he meets with the Japanese prime minister and his daughters in the room, like advising and his son-in-law. It's just it's crazy, man. I don't and know his son-in-law. But the thing is, the thing is. People keep saying about his family, right? Mm-hmm. This is what I mean. Like people have to stop being biased. Like they, they, um, despite despite them being on the different side of the ideology from uh, from you or me, but got to stop being biased. The Kennedy family, mm-hmm. like the Kennedy family, you know, there was a whole political thing. dynasty. <laughs> They're talking about another like, Kennedy for the next presidential election. I yeah, I'm with you, and I don't really. It doesn't bug me a ton, but it's kind of like. You know, if Obama had his daughter in the room with, I'd be like, what are you doing? Just say hi and leave. Don't stay and advise, right? I don't know. Yeah, but this, I mean, um, the Bush family, the Kennedy family, like this is what happens. It's not It's not quite an oligarchy like, uh, you know, the old royal family, but uh, an old royal family. But that's what happens in America. Like Kennedy's a royalty. Our kings like, and queens. Um, yep. Yeah. But so Trump's no different. It's just because people, you know, liberals don't like Trump. So, oh, he can't have his daughters and he can't have his family in there. Well, that happens a lot, right? I mean, it's, it's not. No more families. Different. No more families. Well, yeah, maybe it sh- maybe if it doesn't have a rule for one, there should be a rule yeah. for everyone. I but don't know. Can't, we can't just pick and choose what we what we see as wrong. So, I don't know. There's, there's, that's what I mean. And if the more people... Uh, I don't feel better anymore. About- I felt good for a while. Huh? You, now you don't feel better anymore? <laughs> oh, you're making worried? me feel good. Now that's all, it's Now fine. you're worried again? <laughs> oh, did I join me? Sorry. It's, it's not your job. It's not your job. <laughs> Mark's very, Mark's very delicate. <laughs> I am very delicate. Okay, let me, let me make you feel better about one thing. We've torn right? it all down. What are we going to do now? Well, he's going to make us feel better. Okay, he's going to make me feel better. All right, well, I'm going to try. This Steve Bannon thing has really confused me as well. <laughs> like, start. This, this, no, hang on. I'm going to get there. Like, uh, Okay, right. So I have all, you know, I have all people got to be careful about races and stuff, right? But of course, at the same time, I'm a rationalist and I don't, and I realize that our media has been compromised. I think it's been compromised for a while now, right? And if you, and if the same media that can call, I don't know if you follow English politics, but if the same media that can call, you know, for you, Bernie Sanders, uh, a so, you know, extreme socialist and a dangerous socialist. If the same media can say that, you know, and then you have to personally, you have to go and go online and check out full uh, um, rounded interviews, the full length interviews of what Bernie Sanders is saying to find out his policies, to find out what his policies mean, to find out the history of his um, history of what he's saying, to find out what he's saying about. Um, well, I mean, if you didn't know already, like 
because it seems to be gone knowledge and he's just saying it now but it, to find out what he's saying about um where all the money's going who has all the power if if the same media can just box him in as an extreme socialist talking crap and they can say that jeremy corbyn that's the our guy over here is an extreme socialist who wants to nationalize the rail and like make banks public. Oh, what a crazy human being. If the same people are just, you know, if the media is compromised enough where they're saying those guys are crazy, right? So when I heard all this stuff about Steve Bannon, I was like, oh my God, that's, that sounds scary. I'm going to go and look up Steve Bannon. So yeah, sure. Okay. He has uh, Brightgate, right? Breitbart. So Breitbart. Yeah. Uh, Breitbart. No. Um, Okay, so that seems that's a, you know that seems one of those extreme things, but so is uh, what's this thing called? Um, Everyday feminist. It's like a, it's like the opposite. It's like an it's it's like an extreme liberal propaganda site, right? It's the same thing, but on the same you know on a different side. I don't know if you guys know that website, but um, it's it's pretty, it's pretty much the same By thing. Name alone, but I can see where you're going. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so I, I went to look up Steve Bannon. I read what I could find about him. I read what I could find, what he'd written. And then I watched as much as I could of what he's been, what had been recorded of his, uh, of lectures and stuff online. I've, I haven't got through all of them yet. But from what I've seen, from what he mentions most of all, what seems to be mostly on his mind, four years ago, five years ago, uh, lectures, is the establishment. Hmm. The way the establishment is run at the moment, just the same as Bernie Sanders, he doesn't like the establishment. The establishment's his problem. He wants to break down the establishment and uh, just reconstruct how politics works, right? So he's a creator. So, and because he's associated to the right, so, okay, on the left, you've got, okay, they're extreme socialist uh, liberals. They don't know what they're talking about. They're talking crazy. They want to nationalize everything. Over on the right, what do they say about people on the right? Xenophobes, uh, anti-Semites, uh, uh, racists. Well, from what I've seen in his lectures, I might not agree with all his values and stuff. Um, but he's, he, he doesn't. He seems to care about the establishment, and he and his and his ideas don't adhere to the same ideas that uh, you know the liberal um, uh, liberal media would. So they take anything he says that is out of you know out of uh that is you know just not in sync with their ideals and they'd say label it as anti-semite or racist or whatever and from what i've seen so far it seems to me that they're so nervous about him because he does he wants to knock down the establishment not that he's a anti-semite it seems that he cares about and he seems to understand it way more than donald trump because he's been going out for years so maybe it wouldn't be good to have him around because he would actually want to destroy this lobbyist agenda, you know, agenda and stuff, and he'd know how to do it. So I don't know. Uh, like I'd need to check in about that more. That made me feel a little better. So, <laughs> that made me feel a little better. Yeah, like it's this. I, I, it seems to me that. And it's not like a big conspiracy or anything. It's just the situation as it is. It's just it happened to be like it happens to be like this. It's, I don't think Rothschild is like tapping his fingers together in a room, you know, <laughs> laughing to himself over a glass of wine and stroking his cat. I think that just it's 
it happens to be that there are new kings and um, and you can't just, and they are the people who are the you know the one percent and they just happen to just it's it's not it's not a big deal to them like it's not the same thing as the a, a guy who's hungry on the street or you know can barely afford his rent or you know uh, needs to. I'm, huh? I'm, th- that's something that I've been trying to figure out is kind of like why working class Americans responded to this guy who has a, I mean, if you, if you look at it, he's as elite as it gets, right? Like, oh, yeah. and, and he's Clinton like bilked sort of, I mean, he, working people out of money. Maybe it's because he's so showy about it and it's like a rags, to, it's not a rags to riches story. He was given it, right? But it's, uh, yeah. So it's like, why did they respond to that? And then they, it, and they hated Hillary so much for like taking a big check to give a speech to some bankers when it's the same system. Because he, because it, it is that Hitler, you know, the Hitler factor. Because because he has he's he's charismatic, and because it it links in with what I said before. Because these same people that have been ignored by you know a vast degree of media and the public, or their problems have been really ignored. They're the same people who talk like Donald Trump, who think like Donald Trump, who have the same value, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, America. You you go out and you get rich and whatever. And Donald Trump's been advertised as the the American dream guy for so long now. So, and then he comes out and he says these he says things straight forward. Real talk, you know. I think it is that simple. It's kind of I mean, well, not that that's simple, but it is. People just knew who this guy was. He was a media personality for decades, and like that wasn't in some ways that was enough. He worked with Brett Michaels, Cindy Lauper. <laughs> but I think it's more that he says he. There were okay, right. This 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 doesn't be controversial, but it it shouldn't be. This is this is exactly what I'm talking about. Josh is, Josh is very the afraid thing- we're going to get th- put in prison for talking about Trump. So you bring it. Tell him okay. to tell him to calm down. All right. Well, I'm and you know I might I you might be taking it too far here, but I shouldn't. It, it shouldn't be too far because I think this is just logical. Every, you know, a lot of people I've spoke to just yeah, we have the same thing on our mind. But everybody does. Uh, what pisses me off the most, right, out of the, the lead up to Donald Trump's election out of all the outrageous things he said right the least one of the least outrageous things he said if you listen to the exact if you listen oh, to the footage the, <laughs> the least outrageous thing one of the least outrageous thing he said was actually the, the grabbing That's by the pussy say. That, yeah you were feeling that yeah, as well that's what I was going to say you thought that was one yeah, of the least outrageous because, things but yeah it was like because guys <laughs> guys not me not you maybe but guys speak mm-hmm. like that. That's just the normal thing. And the liberal media has turned that into a thing you can't say. And then people who can't say that thing, you know, the PC police, I don't know if what, you watch South Park, but they've nailed this on the head as well. They've nailed this. Like, uh, those guys are yeah, they nail everything. As usual. But um, the, the, uh, the PC agenda that has taken over the media is pushing people out where they can't mention immigration. They can't mention, um, they can't, you can't speak in the way you would, a normal person speaks. That, what pissed me off about that is because I think Trump would have, was falling behind naturally, right? And they started highlighting this, right? And when I watched the video, I was like, okay, so he's, he's, um, he's, he was given 15 million pounds when he was a kid. Um, he's, he's never really had to work from the bottom. He's, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a type A alpha male. 
of course he said he was going to grab her by he says oh w- when you're a star you don't even have to do it yeah i mean you can just grab him by the pussy <laughs> it's like of course that's how he speaks why is that surprising to anyone and they highlight it as if okay this is the last straw and then what's that gonna do it's gonna galvanize people who are like living on the outskirts of america going hey we speak like that there's that's us they're offending that's us they're saying fuck you to well fuck them so it's like that was the last straw out of all the outrageous things he said they could have focused on his policies and i why did i have to like look it up on fucking youtube why did i have to look up on youtube what would happen if his tax plan was to go through like apparently it you it would put america his tax idea would put america and um, like what in a in a uh, couple million a couple billion more def, uh, deficit why did i have why wasn't that reported on the news why weren't they just concentrating on his odd policies and how building a wall just wouldn't work it's not it's not practical why would they why were they aiming for the emotional stuff it's patronizing and people are fucking fed up of it people on the right are fed up of it people on the fringes are fed up of it so of course they voted for donald trump and the more you highlight those bullshit things like that's just how people speak you know, and it's just. Well, I think it's it's symptomatic uh, too of a media that's struggling to stay funded. Like it's it's really hard to make money. Yeah. So if it bleeds, that, it leads. If it's him <laughs> spouting his mouth off about silly bullshit, that's much easier to focus yeah. on. The very fact that I don't have one hundred percent faith in them means that they're not doing their job, and that that's that's a big problem. And like it's in England as well. It shouldn't if if everyone was explained very plainly like jeremy corbyn he got slated in england because he he was the only politician right that said um the eu is in in like paraphrasing terms in roundabout way he was saying during the debate leading up to it he was saying um the eu is not great but it would be a bad idea to get out and you know we can fix it from the inside you know he was saying he was basically saying that but you either had the main stories you ever had was if we leave the EU, we're going to all die. Or, um, like if we, if we don't leave the EU, then you're going to lose out on free, uh, 350 million pounds that could go to the NHS. Bullshit. Right. Those two things got most of the headlines and most of the, um, most of the, uh, space in, uh, the public eye and the public consciousness. Why isn't the argument being made, you know, that's being made this like completely sensible? Um, you know, the EU is bad. Uh, it's not, it's not best, but you know, we could fix from the inside. You know, this is, you know, there's problems here, here and here and here. Why isn't that being reported, you know, constantly? And that bit, like, why aren't the facts being like produced to us, you know, uh, just presented to us? Why, why is it? Yeah. Why is it, um, grab her by the pussy? Why is it fucking, uh, yeah. Um, someone got pushed at a rally like why isn't it his his policies that's just it's not logical you, you know what i mean why is it that like it's it's insane and it's like the media failed us and it's it's pissed me off well, i think we failed ourselves too because it's yeah, i don't know why. we don't we don't seek out the always the uh uncomfortable answers answer? we just want sound bites and well, that's we want why everything you know shrunk uh, down to a tweet yeah, I don't know if that's if it's if it's happening there, but here, like a lot of that distrust of the media and what happened out of this election, it's landing on Facebook specifically. There's all these people going, "You got to step up and like quit peddling false news stories." 
90% of the time. And like, you know, the CEO, Zuckerberg, is like, it's not us, it's not yeah. us, it's not us. And they're pressuring him to do it. You know what? Uh-oh. You know, I read that as well. You know what, Mark Zuckerberg? Actually, I think it's about time to we've learned that, um, yeah, media, uh, Facebook is a form of uh, media. Absolutely. So it does yeah, have this, to abide this, by the rules. So it should be fact-checked and it should, you should hire people to fact-check stuff because you're, you're, so yeah, you've got that to every social media should, it's this, I mean, we're a constant, we're a trial and error species. I think we've learned our lesson now. Yeah. You know, there should be a team in each, for each uh, social media site that facts check stuff. And just like journalism, because it, it's that you we're being fed bullshit and it's, 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 uh, can cause havoc and it's proven to cause havoc. So, and we're learning that now and it's killing conversation and it's killing, killing conversation and communication. And like, it's time to learn that. So Mark Zuckerberg, yeah, it, it is, it is your fault, yeah, me, you know, yeah. not fault, but <laughs> all of them, you know, he has to go well, all those people in Silicon yeah. Valley trying to save the world. You know what? It's not working. Fuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hey, what? All right. Um, so we've enjoyed very much your new record. No. <laughs> segue. Okay. How was that for Going a segue? Boring talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I mean, it, uh, it feels so timely right now. And I, I mean, I wonder, and I guess I assume a little bit that a lot of this was written perhaps uh, because of the feelings that were coming up in you as, as all that Brexit stuff was going on. And then for us right now, it's, it's no. very salient and, you know what's it's funny you should say that because a lot of those songs are old really you know what i mean mm. this stuff has been you can feel this stuff has been some time this stuff has been brewing for a long time like this feeling that and if you can feel that in the record and it's, it, it can it seems to echo what what's happening now then i that that worries me even more because some of those songs are like four or five years old you know mm. what i mean like so what it's, it's my, it's, I've got a lot of, I've written a lot of records and, you know, need to put them out. But, um, yeah, so some of, some of those issues that have been solved by now. And it's like, I mean, well, I think this is coming to a head, you know? What's, what's, uh, sorry, what's oh, what's what, what stirred it up in you as, as a young man? Do you, can you trace it back to a single thing or is it just something you've always? I, well, it's just, there's anything I like, you know, you know, a lot of people write uh, love songs or whatever because they have they feel strongly about love, and then they write a song. Where I just happen to feel strongly about other things, uh, you know, <laughs> apart from love. So I just happen to write about things that make me that I have strong feelings about, and you know, uh, I have strong feelings about certain things um, that just aren't about love or just about life or whatever. So I'm just, I, it's just. <laughs> it's just this conversation we're having now but in song form <laughs> so, but, I mean we could talk about my uh, an ex-girlfriend or something and, uh, she <laughs> might have snuck in there a little bit <laughs> that's the next album it, the, uh, I don't know I, it, I, I, it does feel like something yeah it's, of course it's all the same thing it's culture it's society moving around and things have been brewing for years now I mean in, in the in this country, there's all these sort of protest movements. People are getting into the streets, and that hadn't happened in a long time, probably since, well, I don't know, Vietnam War, right? Um, and there's these, it's just... I, I, Didn't you guys... Yeah, okay. No, I was just going to say, if, if, this is sort of like the top of the hill. It's like, oh, wait, we elected this guy. This was brutal. 
nobody's really happy. We all feel like destabilized and we don't know what's coming because we don't because we're tearing it all down on every different front. Like we don't like Wall Street. We're going to crowdsource all these companies. We don't like food. We're going to make it healthier and small and not big. Everything's changing in fundamental ways and we don't know what's, what it's going to look like when it, when it, when it lands. If how it ever it lands. fit together if it does. But we've never known what it's yeah, going to look just, like. Dan, and this this is the thing as well. There's always some sort of crisis. You mentioned Vietnam. Like people at back then, the, the nuclear bomb was way more new than it is now. And like in the in the post-war period, in the post-World War period, the Second World War period, people in the cold in the beginning of the Cold War, people thought they were going to get blown up at any second. So there's always some sort of crisis, you know, that happens in humans. This just <laughs> at the time. Oh, it's the end of the world. Has it ever been the end of the world? You know, <laughs> it's only going to happen once. No. <laughs> so, Lookman, this uh, we're going to release this episode the day after Thanksgiving here in America. So, what what do we have to be thankful for? Oh, let's wrap up. What do we what are we thankful for? What, what should we be thankful for? Uh, well, man, we've always got thankful for uh, other human beings and um, you know love in the world. Um, and He's getting very tender all of a uh, sudden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we can be thankful for your, your yeah. new record. I am a square album. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Um, I'm going yeah, to play it for my guests. We've played a couple. I, don't, I mean, he probably doesn't know. We've, well, maybe he does know. I don't well, know. Yeah, we've, uh, we've played we've, a couple on the show. Yeah, we've played a, a couple songs off the album already on different episodes of our podcast. And we'll play another one. Again, yeah, it makes us yeah. very thoughtful every time we hear them. It does. Well, for, be thankful that um, the world hasn't ended yet, so you, you continue to you can continue to fight for what you believe in, and like do it uh, do it in a way that doesn't destroy everything. Like, because there's no point in fighting. There's there, there is a point in talking and uh, getting making something better out of a shitty situation. And like, man. <laughs> here, here. That was good. That was good until he, until the end when he uh, fell apart. Oh, like, well, ah, cut, cut that. Maybe that's not quite enough. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, I take the sorry, but I take the apology back. All right. um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, you could do all that stuff. Mm-hmm.